Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome in to episode 128 of the Dumb Marks Podcast. It's your boys, your favorite Saturday brunch bunch, back at it again on the road to WrestleMania and everything else that is pro wrestling. Gentlemen, how we doing this morning? How we living? Not too bad. Here. Yeah. Here. Pro, pro, first on the show. Look at this guy coming in early. Pro had... <laughs> <laughs> bro, you had a you had a very interesting week on social media, pro. Um, I was following following along with everything. Um, the the CM Punk advocate himself uh, was was on there getting a little bit of a uh, little Twitter beef. Pro had some Twitter beef, <laughs> so that was always uh, interesting, fun to watch along there. Um, and then he had his heart broken because AEW is moving all out out of Chicago, so. Um, is that out of Chicago or just going to a different arena? Uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. They're rumored to move it. You know, everybody in Chicago feels like that's their show, um, and it can't be anywhere else. Um, so. I saw. I saw it might be moving to the United Center, but yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not mad if they change the venue um, or move it around. Um, you know. <laughs> well. Might as well start the Twitter beef again. Uh, <laughs> Handle in the comments, fellas. Handle in the comments. <laughs> uh, but yeah, how we how we feeling? Everybody good? Um, a little yeah. wet and rainy spring day here here in the Berg. Um, you that, know that kind of week so far, it seems. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Um, I've been up and at it since about six thirty this morning, doing some 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 business stuff. Um, and everything else. So I, I'm I'm already probably two to three cups of coffee in. Mm. Um, so ready to go. Wired up at it. Um, I'm ready to drink. So it's time for yeah. drink of the week. I've yeah. been ready to drink. <laughs> yeah. So um, this you know this time of year, wrestling wise, you know, with the NCAA tournament going on, it's always interesting to see how many people tune in wh- where the numbers fall off ratings wise etc um i know for me last week this week i'm all ncaa tournament wise um so i didn't catch anything live last night um i i did um watch some stuff highlights clips read up on everything from all shows that were last night. We had Rampage, SmackDown, Impact had Sacrifice. Rampage wasn't on last night. It's on tonight. Oh, yeah, that's right. Rampage oh, tonight. tonight. That's right. Yeah. I was right. wondering why I couldn't find it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, FAU, them owls, boy. That's um, nice. It's uh, Cinderella's running rampant right now in the NCAA tournament. So <laughs> Guess what no we're now. Um, <laughs> I had no no race, no horse in this race, but now I'm rooting against somebody. <laughs> I wasn't even watching. Now I'm so watching here's this, uh, gonna watch here's, that game, huh? <laughs> but but here's where here's where I want to go with this. Just to just to kind of jump into you know wrestling bell to bell. We'll we'll cover our Mount Rushmore of the week and, mm-hmm. and everything else. Um but you see these Cinderella's, right? And the further they advance, the least likely they're known, so on and so forth. Ratings wise, if we end up with like a final four of Creighton, FAU, um, you know, some other jabronis, um, 
will they get the ratings draw that you would a la you know if you don't have john cena and stone cold headline mania right um you need your stars to bring in your casual viewers on the biggest events of the year um so i am interested to see how the numbers shake out for the tournament but that leads me to kind of where we were last night with the announcement john cena and austin theory starting Mm -hmm. off kicking off night one of wrestlemania obviously Cena's not in a main event position um anymore being the part-timer that he is but do you feel like that is a good call and a right match to start off night one of the WrestleMania weekend with Cena and Theory for the U.S. title? Get the initial pop, yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be get the Cena pop, like Jason said. That's that's all I'm thinking. It wasn't the match I would have expected to go first, but I'm not a, I'm not upset or angry over it. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll we'll keep as a as a tease to next weekend show. Um, we'll, we'll we'll break down who you thought should be in that opening match to get off WrestleMania weekend um, and go from there as we, we got a big surprise next week. Um, so tune in. You don't want to miss next week's show. Um, your boys got cooked something up in the kitchen, so to speak. Um, and we're super excited to maybe we did. Maybe we didn't actually <laughs> get out there, um, but you'll see all the announcements that'll come out um, as always follow us on all social medias facebook instagram twitter um you know like subscribe on youtube go over to anchor download subscribe appreciate everybody that rocks with us each and every single week um but yeah you definitely don't want to miss the announcements coming this week for what is shaping up to be our busiest time of year from a potting standpoint um and you know we're we're we'll be as rundown and ragged as some of the wrestlers that are going to be wrestling 10 matches over the course of two and a half days absolutely um, scene yeah so all right with that being said um if nobody got anything else intro wise and let's get into it mount rushmore bell to bell this week in pro wrestling where we at i didn't even have a full mount rushmore this week i watched the main stuff i watched raw smackdown last night and watched dynamite i had one thing all right well it was that one thing (laughs) the only i mean dynamite for the most part, I didn't mind on Wednesday. Uh, Raw and SmackDown this week were, were not enjoyable for me. I thought they were pretty terrible shows on the road to WrestleMania getting so close. Um, but the thing that was definitely Kenny Omega and, and Vikingo. That main event on Wednesday was incredible. So the, the dream match, um, you know, the the who the hell is this guy critics versus we need storylines in pro wrestling was a fascinating debate this week. Mm -hmm. I know me and pro have had this argument and everything else, but there's just some matchups with some individuals. And I said this to pro himself. I said, when they announced it, I said, cool, I don't need a story for this match. Mm -hmm. I'm well aware of both individuals. I know that this is going to be an absolute banger. Um, it's tailor-made to the AEW audience. And those that aren't aware of who Vikingo is, by the time that main event is going to be done, everybody's going to know his name. And sure enough, that's the way it played out on Wednesday night. Yep. Um, 
and already Chaos. has a match booked for Supercard of Honor this week now. Right, and that's going to be even that yes. you want to talk about modern day lucha libre. Him and Commander are going to absolutely tear the house down in that match on Supercard of Honor. Like I don't Commander stole the the uh, ladder match for me a couple weeks ago on Dynamite, so it's like <laughs> this is right. This is going to be an incredible match to watch. Yeah. Now, you, all you wrestling purists out there are going to hate that match, probably much like you hated the the main event on Wednesday night. Um, but <laughs> go ahead, Jason. Uh, it, it, it was, it was hit or miss for me. I, I enjoyed parts of it, but it was like I seen somebody posted his highlight clips, and that's pretty much what his match was was just all of his highlight moves just in the match. So it's like, I mean, are you surprised though? I mean, first kind of first big showcase of him in, in the States. Mix, I mean, you ain't got to give me everything because then it's going to start feeling like five moves of doomish, you know. I guess we'll see what, what he does what, on Ring of Honor this upcoming week. Maybe present something different. After the table spot, I was like, okay, they're getting to just like the meat and potatoes of it, even though it was quickly over after that. But Dogs are saying don't talk shit on AEW. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the wife just got home. Um, but so – to speak to to your point, Jay, um, I want to read a little quote from Omega, um, and this is more towards the main event with Vikingo, but also just the diversity of roster that AEW has that they're trying to promote. Which, when they initially announced, I thought they were going to to be this way, and I think Omega still is trying that. It's just where the lines cross but he said AEW is somewhat of a gateway drug for people that want to see new types of wrestling and these types of unique matches speaking about him versus vikingo will always be accommodating to talent on the to any talent on the planet it doesn't matter where they're from shape size color gender who can display pro wrestling at its best pro wrestling is just not one particular style big motivator in creating AEW was unity coming together for one common goal, an open door to a platform for the best pro wrestling. I agree with that, especially early on, like the first year or so, you know, before everything happened with the pandemic. Um, it was like a variety show. You know, a lot of times you'd kick off with a high-flying uh, tag team match, then you'd get, you know, a lucha match, then you'd get maybe uh, more mat-based, then you get a women's match. So there was always something different on the card. Your hoss fight, your your yeah. meat slapping meat, uh, pause. Your favorite. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I didn't understand the whole moaning and groaning that came about whenever the match was announced initially. Um, and listen, I know Meltzer was. I think it was Meltzer, not Meltzer. Raj from Raj Jiri, wherever he's on. But it was talking about storylines and everything else and, like, why waste it? You know, you didn't build this guy up with vignettes and everything else and all that. And it's like, hey, look, in 92, yeah, right? But it's 2023. We got access to any wrestler out there. All you got to do is hop on YouTube, type in a name, and there's clips, highlights, matches that will pull up, right? 
the days of tape training are over. You don't have that to like be made aware of what people are doing outside of the U.S. market. So why, why was it such a big deal? Like to me, it didn't make sense for people to be bitching about it. He was supposed to come in, you know, previously. Omega was supposed to wrestle him. They touched on that in the video package um, for the for the AAA title. So, you know, schedules lined up great. He came in, they had their match, and based on the, you know, reports and rumor and innuendo about Tony Khan and Conan meeting this week, looks like AEW and, and AAA will, will be back on a solid working partnership, and we'll start seeing some more cross-branding from superstars on each show. I feel like now they can actually get into what they were trying to achieve whenever they originally announced their partnership before the pandemic. And we saw what that did with not being able to travel and go anywhere and so on and so forth. So I'm not mad at this match. I enjoyed the match. I thought it was a it was a showcase and a spectacle. What I was expecting it to be. Um, and it was modern day Lucha Libre. So from that standpoint, Omega was the base. He sold. Vikingo stood out, had the holy shit moments. I thought Omega was great throughout the match himself. Kenny's a freaking machine. Literally, like, best bout machine. He's a machine. He's still top five in the world no matter where you go. So I thought all hands on deck, Everything, everybody showed up, showed out, and mission accomplished from what they were trying to do with it. As far as the main event segment in Dynamite goes, was that Bully Ray this week that was talking about Kenny Omega and Randy Orton? Yeah, yeah where he said, you know, when he thinks pro wrestler, he thinks Randy Orton, not Kenny Omega. Like, I don't know. I, don't get me wrong; I'm, d- I'm a Randy Orton fan. I, I just saw like the headlines, so I don't know like all the details he went into it. But it was a there was a deeper conversation to that. But mm-hmm. I mean, he he alluded to Kenny being. Exactly what I just said too. That he he's a freaking machine. Mm-hmm. You put him in there, he's gonna deliver no matter who it's against, and that's what he does. So, a healthy Kenny Omega and singles action, which we'll, we can touch on the the end of the show there um, and what happened. You know, I, there's not too many people on the planet that can go toe to toe with him. I think putting Orton in there is like. Say uh, like the total package of a wrestler, yeah. Because Orton can Orton has it in every in, in every stage. He has the personality, the wrestling, the the mic skills. He has it all. So it's a total package deal. Like I think for me, it, like if I think Randy Orton, this I'm not saying this to be a negative by any means, but I think sports entertainer because he can do everything. Where whenever I say pro wrestler, I think Kenny Omega because he can go bell to bell in that ring and. Just be who he is. But then, what do you call Ric Flair? I'd probably call him a sports entertainer. Okay. I mean, he can go. He can go I mean, in the ring this, too. Yeah. This is what we all, we all grew up on. What we call sports entertainment. Yeah. You know. And I only say that just because. Yeah, Rick can go bell to bell. How many you know one hour Broadways did he go in his career? But. When you really think about Ric Flair, what are you thinking about more? To me, it's the promos. 
I was, was going to say Flair's a pro wrestler who entertains. I, I don't mm. like sports entertainer John Cena. Okay. Pro wrestler who entertains Ric Flair. Right? Like there's a there's a difference there between the two. Then I would put all um, in the category with Rick. As a pro wrestler who entertains. Yeah. Right? Because Randy can do the comedy stuff. Randy can do the mm-hmm. serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Bell to bell, he can get in there and have a, a great match with anybody. Orton, sometimes it's so easy to him. He's such a natural mm-hmm. that it doesn't – it looks like he doesn't care, the nonchalant, right? And we talked about this on the show before with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I, I feel there's there's different categories to it. And obviously it's all subjective, right, at the end of the day. So, you know, but – Circling back to Omega, I think the more time he's in AEW and he's been out, you know, he was out for nine months and everything else. The the entertainment part of his resume will get stronger the more he's on the platform. And I feel like he's he's had peaks and valleys with it. Like the initial part of his title run, I didn't find entertaining at all. You know, I, I disliked it tremendously. Um but you watch him with stuff on the elite, you know, BTE, like there is an entertaining side to him that I think can come out. Um, we'll see how, how that continues to develop. What'd you think of the, the main angle to end the show though? They kicked off the show with the surprise beat down. We don't know what happened. I thought that was mm-hmm. a good thread. They, they had a thread throughout the show, Yeah, which a lot of times AEW doesn't have. Mm-hmm. I enjoy my Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, Impact, ROH, MLW. If you got an angle that is threaded throughout the show, to me, I find it a much more enjoyable watch. That's just me personally. Because I have my main storyline, but I also get everything else in between there. Back and forth. Because you hit it. You said, like, AEW normally doesn't do that. It's normally, you know. They do it and move on to the next thing as quickly as possible. Um, I hate the Dean Ambrose stock. No. I, hate, I hate when people pull up in ambulances now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, if you, uh, the suspension of disbelief to go, oh, sirens are going to hit, the, the camera's going to be back there to see Xavier's <laughs> pull up, and his his music is be on deck to be queued up and played so he can come down to the ring. Like, Man, that, right. that was Austin every Monday on in the attitude it's, there. Right. <laughs> you know, that's what it was. You knew it was coming. So, like, to me, that was a nice nostalgic moment to a, a raw back in the attitude yeah. era where it's a cement truck Zamboni, the big, you know, the, the Bigfoot monster truck pulling up him getting out raising hell glass breaks and and he comes down and clears out the ring um you just pan backstage to see austin waiting like waiting for it, waiting <laughs> for it. <laughs> i will say because last week's dynamite we had the fade to black with hangman and the elite mm-hmm. And we got the turnaround with them four looking at each other, even though it was a quick shot because they ran out of time and went to black really fast. This week, we get the beat down. Hangman 
I'm going to go. Do you want me to stay with you or go with them to the hospital? He goes with them to the hospital. And then you get the, you know, the surprise return of him coming down to save Omega. My big thing in all of this is Don Callis is the biggest scumbag on the earth. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of story with him, I think. And this is, this is, yeah. Um, Don is in it for himself. See, I, I have a different take on this, but right. He needs Omega back. Who needs the singles run? He needs that to live vicariously through Kenny. But I feel like and, that's what I need too. <laughs> I need that singles run from Kenny. Yeah. But this is to me, and I tweeted this out after the show. I said. This is the perfect way that we get the hung bucks mm. pause and Omega off on his own. Okay. Yeah. Because now you have the bucks coming back, signing with Kenny, them trying to convince Omega that Dawn is working everybody and Omega going out on his own and sticking with Dawn. So but yeah, I'm thinking a similar story. Like, Kind of that whole working, Don working everybody and the Young Bucks and, and Hangman thinking that. But I think this is going to be the way to write Don off and Kenny and Young Bucks and Hangman all together again. Well, and that's the opposite. That's the other side of the coin because we know AEW, they've made reference to this plenty of times on the show before. The wrestlers watch the tape. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's not. WWE where they don't know what's going on. They've made reference to that as well. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Not doing it, pro. Um, so when does Kenny watch the tape to see that Hangman actually didn't strike Callis and hit him? You Got know what I mean? Into being like, the elite on Monday. So... <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out, but I did enjoy the thread throughout the show with that storyline, um, and I'm not mad at it at all. I want to see where it goes. Obviously, this is going to set up some type of elite versus BCC. Um, don't know if the BCC will have a fourth member, which is why they kind of got to figure out what they're going to do and how they're going to go with it because of the way Danielson left things off um, and. Based on how the BCC is acting, Danielson doesn't fit that mold of them either. No. No. Right? Like, they're turning heel right before your eyes, but yet the freaking Wild Thing music hits and the crowd goes bananas for them at the end of the show. Weren't they supposed to be like heels in general? Weren't they just beating the shit out of people to begin with? They were, yeah. They were. Then they had to put the title back on Moxley. I mean, they do, we talked about the same thing with Jericho, you know, and his theme music. It's like, I don't know. Sometimes yeah. it, it doesn't all play together. Honestly, the, Wednesday night, the first thing I thought of was we've been talking about the past few weeks is blood and guts. I was like, you know, here we got, you know, the elite versus uh, Blackpool. Who's all Blackpool? 
You got Moxley, the, Claudio, and Yuta. He was saying, yeah, whether or not he's a three on three, whether Brian goes comes back or whatever. But so I think it'll be four on four, but okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who who else they would integrate back into that mold. Yeah. Um, so, and the other thing that has my curiosity peaked, and they've shown this for a while, but they they kind of gone away from it recently, unless it's been on Dark and Elevation, but. You saw Dawn scouting and talking to 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 Kestia. So where does that all fit in? Because at some point that that those seeds and those nuggets will eventually come back at some point in time. Um you know, maybe this great. leads to maybe this leads to, you know, Kenny and Takesha having a feud and Dawn turning on Omega. But I don't think you would make Takeshita heal. I, I don't know. It's yeah. just. But I would want to see that play match. Out. Yeah, a lot to play out. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we got. I, I mean, obviously, I thought that was going to be mm-hmm. on the docket as far as a Mount Rushmore pick this week. Um. So there's one one down. Jay, who you have for Mount Rushmore this week? I'm gonna throw before he takes his first pinfall loss. I'm gonna throw Solo up there. They they've been building this man ridiculously, and I'm enjoying it. He ain't ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, Solo's ready. But He's ready. Yeah. He's uh, kids talented. Yes, he is. I think the and this this is why this storyline circles back to Roman in so many different ways, right? The pop. If Solo hits Roman with a spike, with a Samoan spike, with a Umaga Samoan spike, like That's I think that would be through the roof. Um, just like how everybody wanted to see Jay whenever he had the chair yeah. hit Roman, right? Like they're just waiting for for Roman for them to turn on Roman, and you see Roman, the master manipulator. You saw it on Monday, where he's. Always the dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you see Roman playing the, the puppet master and the master manipulator on Monday where he's keeping Solo separate from Jay and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys go to the jet and eat up. Solo, hang here. Right? Um, but what, I, what you didn't see on Rob, what I saw on Twitter was... And I don't know if it was a, a, a fan view or if it was a WWE camera, but they showed a clip of Roman and Solo walking to the back, and Roman was chewing his ass out like a drill sergeant. Was that after the after the spike? Or after um, he was going for the spike, Cody? Yeah, like he okay. stopped him in the ring, and yeah. Ro, you know Roman put his arm up, stopped him, and then they hopped. He hopped down. Solo got out, and the show ended. Well, they showed Roman and Solo walking to the back, and Roman was digging in him like a drill sergeant. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved that's where like the NFL films mic'd up where you, you hope mm-hmm. a microphone picks up somewhere. Where's that AK can? We need to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'd be interested to see if that audio comes out at some point in time to know what he was saying to him because it just would have added another layer onto the story like it's been doing. Um how do you think Cody Rhodes showed up this week? Honestly, this this whole 
mania buildup for me with it. It's it's still Sammy and the Usos, not Cody and Roman. See, I Monday completely, it completely. I, I was already sold on them based on their mm. interaction. You know, the first one, but Monday's promo with them too, just immediately has me going. All right, I don't need to see anything else. I'm ready for Mania. I don't know. I was just stoned for a loop like yesterday. They, they put him against uh, Ludwig. Yeah. And I was like, that was just real random. Just to do a match more than anything. Yeah. But they I don't thought... need to have Cody. Cody can end on Raw this week. He doesn't need to go on SmackDown yeah. on Friday. Mm-mm. Wrap wrap up whatever he does with Solo on Monday, and that's it until Mania. Yeah. But I thought them, I thought them two were both tremendous on Monday night. Um you know, Roman calling out Cody for what he's been. You run. You run away. Things get tough, you run away. You don't get the gimmick you like, you run away. You start a promotion you don't get over in, you run away. We can debate the get over in yeah. portion of that <laughs> statement. But, right? So what? You come to me, Mania, and you lose? What are you going to do now? Where are you going to run to next? And then I thought Cody was great in addressing it and then also painting the picture for the downfall of the Roman mm-hmm. Empire. Yeah. And Roman played it off like it got in his head, too. You know, um, the only thing I wish would have been added in, and I don't know, I don't know where he would have added it in because I thought it was tremendous everything that he said, Cody, that is, um, back to Roman. But because Roman brought up the Stardust gimmick and all that, mm-hmm. I wanted Cody to bring up the big dog era. And, uh, okay. you know, uh, you were the big dog that was the chosen one that was forced down throats and you would, and you've been booed out the building. Because you know? said, make Roman look strong. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know where that would have fit because it really didn't tie into the picture that Cody was painting. Mm-hmm. Right? Um but I loved everything about it. You know, calling Heyman, hey, he, he's going to go back to being an advocate. It's like, oh, that, that's tremendous. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, you know, everybody's going to leave you and, you know, you'd be a chief with no tribe and a Roman with no reins. And I was like, oh, I'm sold. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go right now. Um, so, yeah, initially Monday night, I was like, oh, Mount Rushmore's done. Sold. I'm good. But then there was actual bell-to-bell wrestling this week, right? That's an Eddie Kingston shirt, bro. Um, he, he already put that one out. Um, but then there was actual wrestling this week. Um, so as much as the promo and the storyline and everything else, I absolutely loved and would definitely put on my Rushmore. I had some other options to pick from. Um Based on in ring work, right? Uh, Gable and Ricochet, that was great Monday night. You had JD McDonough and Dragonoff on mm-hmm. NXT on Tuesday, yeah. which was Dragonoff starting to be one of those guys where it's it it's must see. Mm-hmm. You can't miss a match of his. It's um, great matches maybe, in NXT UK. Yeah, I thought it was just him and Walter, him and Gunther. And I'm like, okay, like, let me see you do it with somebody else. And he did it, it with somebody else, yeah. right? 
Um, I, I enjoy JD too. It's just I don't care for anything outside of the ring. Once he's in the ring, all those guys yeah. go. And I like how they build up to the to the Wesley Open Challenge five you know five challenger ladder match. Like, mm-hmm. all right, we got this. We got the smosh finish, which I was okay with. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't mad that that didn't end in a clean pinfall on Tuesday night. So you have Dragon Lee, you got JD, you got Dragon Off, you got Wes, and then they got the Battle Royal this coming Tuesday for the fifth entrant, fifth and final entrant into that ladder match, which has potential to steal the weekend. Um, just with those four guys, I don't know who mm-hmm. else they're going to add to it, but a big man. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I don't need Dominicato in the in the ladder match, like so he can break his finger again. <laughs> yeah. So I saw a lot of people calling for like Axiom or Nathan Frazier. Um, Axiom wouldn't be a good fit. Yeah, he would. You know. Um, so yeah, so you had you know that match. You had Hammerstone and Fatu in MLW, which was just you talk about like people that were made to fight each other. Those two were just made to wrestle each other. Like they're, I haven't seen a bad match between them two yet. And I don't think that they could have one just based off of how well they mesh and fit in the ring. So that match was tremendous. Like then you had obviously the Omega Vikingo, like tremendous. Um so there was a lot to potentially pick from, right? But I think it's just I'm just gonna go with and this is a Jason cop out because I can't pick one, <laughs> right? This is Jason Carbaugh, but literally just bell-to-bell wrestling this week. Pause, pun intended. See what I did there? Bell-to-bell. I thought the bell-to-bell wrestling this week was some of the best matches that we've seen this year. And a lot of them can be thrown into the – put the hat into the ringer as far as as matches and, and quality goes. And, you know, I saw already, you know, Match of the year for Omega and Vikingo, but there was other matches this week and other promotions that were up there and rivaled that one. So Impact last night, Sacrifice had good (laughs) matches. Like it's just this week was a very good week for bell to bell wrestling, which I'm excited about. Everybody's stepping their game up because it is WrestleMania season. And there's going to be a lot of wrestling this upcoming week. Right. So. Yeah, so that's my Mount Rushmore for this week. It's just bell to bell wrestling. I, you know, I gave some of the highlights. My, you know, three of my favorite matches um, from the week were were those those three that I mentioned. I couldn't pick just one, so I did a Jason cop out and <laughs> went with the bell to bell, bell to bell wrestling this week. Um, yeah. So, anything else that tickled your fancy this week? Is that Donald Gaston in the comments? What's that? Is that Donald in the comments? <laughs> he's still watching. He can, he can yeah, Josh yeah. Alexander. Uh, for yeah, as Mickey. much as so, she had the relinquish too. Yeah. Well, mm. they, did they actually do the relinquish? I didn't see that it was actually. Oh, I saw a knee injury, but they they didn't yet determine that what they're going to do. I didn't watch Sacrifice. I was just kind of following it on the Impact feed last night on Twitter. Um, so all I saw, I didn't see any official announcement on it. 
except Deanna said next week her match, if I guess whoever wins the match next week goes on to into the match to crown the new champion at Rebellion. So I don't know if that is just they're picking two people or if maybe if Mickey comes back, she'll face the winner, but that's all yeah, I saw. It is, it is unfortunate. Josh Alexander, for as much as everybody has praised Roman Reigns' two-plus-year title run as being outstanding, Josh Alexander's two-year title run mm-hmm. um, in Impact was just as impressive. Um, and not the way it should have ended. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. So I hope, you know, he'll come back stronger. You know, hopefully it's not that serious to where he's out an extended period of time. Um, yeah, I think he said tricep injury. Yeah, he tore his so, tricep. Yeah. So he might be uh, back. Oh, I forgot. It just popped out of my head. But uh, Gresham and Speedball Mike Bailey last night from Sacrifice was another match that I put up there as, you know, match of the week. Um those two, Gresham to me is one of the best pro bell to bell wrestlers out in any company. And Speedball Mike Bailey, he's one of the fastest rising names in pro wrestling. Um, he had a hell of a match with Dax in the beginning of the year. Um, and this match with Gresham was, was outstanding. So. We all think about the underground wrestling circuit. Which part of the underground wrestling circuit? Independent. But those are some fun ass shows when you go. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, we had there was WrestleRex here in Pittsburgh this week. Um, Sam Adonis, Lady Frost, um, bunch of there was some other people on there. Mm, um, I hope they bring them I, back, but they just seem to IWC be real busy talent, right now. like. Those, like Jay said, those are some of my favorite and most memorable shows are, are going to those ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if you get people that stay, not, you know, not everybody's going to be on AEW, WWE Impact, right? But there's very good, there's outstanding talent that mm-hmm. stays with these homegrown independent promotions that people fall in love with and and gravitate to that that keeps the crowd coming back. Um oh they have and oh, no, definitely for sure. And this time of year you get the pub, right? Because you see them pop up on around mm. Mania. Yeah. Like I want to go. I've never been to a WrestleMania. I would like to go to a WrestleMania, but I would also like to go to a WrestleMania and just do all the independent shows. Mm-hmm. Like not even go to Mania. Like just hit those smaller indie local promotions that bring in some bigger names here and there, but they put on some of the most outstanding shows of the week during WrestleMania week. We can try next year. Yeah, Philly. Um mm-hmm. hey, I was on speaking of Philly and that uh I hopped on, I think it was last week or the week before, but Kenny and Toe on the Raw Watch Along, they were talking about um, getting a suite. Mm. And I hit, and I tied right in. I said, Yo, let's go. We can get a suite uh, for sure. Mania I was on the show and I was like, Ah, oh, that's not Chris. That's Steve. 
yeah. Yo. I was just admit that. Yeah, that's Steve. <laughs> Yo, we got we we got a suite. You can do fifty. I think it was well. This was for SoFi. They didn't have the the breakdown for ones in Philly, but sure. SoFi you can fit fifteen to twenty people, right? And then they ranged in price. Mm-hmm. But if you factor in what you would pay for a regular ticket and everything else, you get twenty people in a suite and you divvy it up. It'll be Morning. pretty much the same as it was. What's up, Heath? Um, yeah, or this is a debate every week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I'm uh, game for for talking about a suite. And I wouldn't, and not even think about that idea until Kenny brought it up, and I was like, "Yo, that makes perfect sense." Like. Mm-hmm. We're all talking about going. We're all talking about meeting up. Why not just throw the funds into a pot and get a suite where we can actually chop it up with with each other while we're Mm -hmm. watching the show? Mm -hmm. You know, Kenny's gonna. Kenny said he'll bring his kids, and you know, Toe said he would bring his daughter. Like my kids are uh, older; they don't care. But there's that mania on Facebook, and uh, me, Donald, and Jason had talked about this when we had gone. That every every year they get a suite too, and you know, like they just factor it in. I mean, you got your food there, you got your drink there, you know, and like you said, you can interact with just the people you want to interact with. Right. <laughs> Apparently, you just haven't been talking about the sweets, uh, bro. Need to talk about the sweets on your show. <laughs> bro, that's a lie. You know that's a lie, bro. I mean, are, are you coming to Philly? <laughs> I think he needs to come to Philly. He needs to come to Philly. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go to Philly, but and yes, that's some hate on our people that are listening in Philly. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> yeah. The orange and black is much like the orange and brown in Cleveland. I don't like going there. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, maybe. Uh, let's do um, So, yeah, I just see, Chris, you brought up the point that you weren't excited based on this week's shows. I thought Rob was a was an entertaining watch. I, I watched all three hours. Um, I mm-hmm. I can't tell you the last time that I literally watched all three hours of Raw. I think I stopped um, about an hour, hour and a half, and then I just finished the next day. Yeah, like I watched all of Raw. I watched all of, or all of NXT. I watched all of Dynamite. Um, I didn't catch all of ROH. I got to go back and finish that, and then SmackDown and and you know. Rampage is tonight, but SmackDown and Sacrifice, I was like you, Chris. I was following along on social media and all that while I was watching the, the NCAA tournament. So I'm, I'm ready to go. Smack, like, even the, the, like, the ending was the KO show, and it did what it did. Hmm. SmackDown last night, to me, was just not watchable. I enjoyed the, the, the triple threat. Not the triple threat, but the contract signing. Like some of the stuff, it's a contract signing. So. Yeah, but it was like it was like last week and the week before. I was kind of getting over certain storylines. This week kind of put me back into like okay. Oscar and Bianca. I was tired of that. This this uh, this week gave me something. Last yeah. week I was kind of over the Charlotte and Rhea, just the yeah. storyline coming along. I was there for the match, but it was like the storyline. But then last week came, got me back interested. So, so yeah. part, last night part. Charlotte on SmackDown. That kind of yeah, put it back up. that was bad. Dominic. So let's, yeah, it, it that finally happened. But before we get to Dom and Ray, let me let's, mm-hmm. let's stay totally on Charlotte. Right, stay on Charlotte for a second. Yeah. Um, pause there, but 
that promo last night, and this is this this takes me right back to the point that I made around the time when we knew it was going to be whenever they first Rhea first called her out. Hmm. Charlotte's not a babyface. No. And that promo last night was not a babyface promo. And the fans didn't treat it like one. She didn't. Uh, if, when, once she hit the, are you going to wet me in this? That was like, okay, yeah. are you, are you going to turn? Just go, just go through with your promo. Cause. And, and, and it, and if you look at the, if you look at the two, what chant moments, right? Mm. They hit Charlotte with the what chant and she, she did what a heel would do. Yep. And you go, Oh, what yeah. you're going to what me, me, the person that, I've built this this division, this foundation, brick by brick, with everybody that they throwing at me. Blah 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 blah. Rhea getting the what chance, and I thought she handled it the best that I've seen a wrestler handle it in twenty years. She what? called him out on it, and they shut up. They didn't say what one more time after she called him out on it, but she didn't do it in a hill way. <laughs> Like it was just natural and it came off. And I was like, why has no other wrestler done this in 20 years to get this chant to stop? Like it makes no sense. And yeah. I feel like they want Charlotte to be the babyface based off of Rhea's role in Judgment Day. But they're getting closer and closer to the show. And as we get closer and closer to the show, I'm seeing the rules being reversed. Yep. Keep keep Dominic on her hip. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> like I just don't see how. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. That's that's a good line. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just don't. I don't see how they. I don't see how they prevent Rhea from getting the pop when she beat Charlotte. I think she's going to get it still. Yeah you, yeah, you can't prevent that. And just I don't like, know. If, it's like you couldn't prevent the booze when Roman won whenever he was supposed to be the, the good guy. It's just, it's going to happen the way it happens. And how they how they work that match, I'm very interested in because even though Rhea is an imposing figure and and that, it's just hard to see Charlotte working as a babyface and trying to overcome from underneath right like so yeah that does it still have me saying oh i want to see this in the main event no mm -hmm. I, I don't want to see it um and apparently that's still up in the air so we yeah. thought that it was a sign still delivered Rhea charlotte main event night one apparently it's still up in the air and there's discussion back and forth between them two and then the Usos versus KO and Sammy after last night, after Monday, I don't see how you don't put KO and Sammy and the Usos yeah. in the main event spot. I mean, we had talked about this last week too, you know, like we had said, you, you know, if you're not last, you go on first. So now we know Cena in, in theory is going first night one to kick off both nights. I mean, I think that you should put KO and Sammy in the main event night one. And end night one and then carry it on, like, let there be that day break to carry on, like, for the whole, like, Roman doubting the bloodline type stuff. But if they do, if they do continue with Charlotte and Rhea main eventing night one, do you think it's okay to put KO and Sammy to open night two? 
I think if you if you open night two with KO and Sammy versus the Usos, the picture of the Roman Empire crumbling that Cody painted plays off better because you have the Usos lose in the opening match. Then you can go backstage to see yeah, Roman. I need, I need to thread the whole way through then. And that doubt is setting in, and yeah. he's dealing with that doubt throughout the night until he's ready to go out for the championship match, right? Like, <laughs> they're doing a weigh-in on Monday night, so you know what I'm saying for on Monday night. People love this spectacle. I don't. <laughs> this is, I, they, this is awesome chance for that. I was just like, what? What is going on here? Like, I, I don't get it. The, and it the, had the, it had the most views on on their YouTube and social media, and it's like. <laughs> What are we doing? I have I don't know what it is that I'm missing here. Taquan, <laughs> you got a you got a two minute minor. <laughs> you got a, a two minute minor in the penalty box. Um, you know, um, so we'll 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 mute your comments for two minutes while you say the penalty. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. You know, the spectacle, the big man, the Titan versus Titan, the reading of the tape that they did, it just it doesn't do anything for me. I I don't know how Brock is gonna is gonna make almost look like a million bucks. And how? this this has to be the end of the almost experiment. Yes. You had you had him with AJ, that didn't work. You put him with MVP, that didn't work, and now he's gonna wrestle Brock. Those three guys alone, AJ, MVP, and Brock, if they're not getting you over, nobody's getting you over. You just need you just need, you need to be the hurt business big man. I don't know how this I don't know how Brock isn't making this the first match of WrestleMania, just so he can get the hell home. Well, we'll see if it we'll see if it opens night two. He's gonna go right on before Roman. <laughs> <laughs> no, we yeah. I thought Donald was. This is not a serious comment from Donald, no. but I, I initially read it as a serious comment, and he was about to get a, a five-minute major in a game misconduct because Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez is arguably the worst match in WrestleMania history. And that's who almost reminds me of is Giant Gonzalez. Were you not excited though? No, I wasn't. Bill, you, were, you weren't excited for the Bill? No. Whenever I used to actually watch John Gonzalez whenever he was El Gigante in WCW, I didn't mind him. You know, and just like then he came to WWE, they put that like uh, um, body suit, suit on him. Yeah, it's just like, what are we doing with this dude? <laughs> yeah. So, so what's the deal with uh, what's the deal with Lashley? Oh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I I saw that. And I yeah. Was it? <sighs> like, yeah, I saw that last night. I was like, so this that is was their backup plan. <sighs> Like, I hope he just gets, like, a, a – remember, like, whenever Cena and Undertaker just were thrown in, what was that, WrestleMania 32 or something? Yeah, or where Cena was sitting in the crowd drinking yeah. beers. And like, got I hope that's what Lashley gets for Mania. Just like, so why, not, why, not, why not do that with him in L.A. Knight? L.A. Knight's been bitching about getting an L.A. moment on an L.A. WrestleMania because he's L.A. Knight. Yeah. Do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So have care. him come out and then have Lashley come out. They have an impromptu match, it's a minute and a half tops. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Andre the Giant Battle Royal has meant nothing. So Brock was right to choose almost. 
I guess so. You know, at least I had a match. <laughs> I would have rather seen Brock and Lashley again. Could have done that, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, so speaking of of Amos and him not getting over and whatnot, did you when you watch Theory and Montez Ford this week? What were what were your initial reactions watching them? And I'm gonna circle this. I'm gonna circle yeah. this back mm-hmm. around to an to an AEW thing. Uh, the future. I mean. It's a match that I was expecting to happen after last week. So, yeah, I mean, you you hit what I was going with. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched I watched that match, and I go, okay, this is this is for a, a WWE or a Universal Championship four years down the road. Um, so like, if you're talking AEW pillars with your you know your young nucleus. Starks, MJF, Jungle Boy, Darby. If you have Montez, I think Montez is 30 or 29. He's right mm-hmm. around that age. Um, Theory's young. Yeah. But where else do you go or who else do you have? How old is um, Phantasma? Legato. Santos, is, Santos, I think, is older, too. Um. So yeah, but I just thought future immediately like I can see them two going after a universal title down the road. Mm-hmm. Montez, the more the more even though he lost him and Dawkins calling their run quits, it, it's gotta happen sooner rather than later. So um I don't know how they do it or how they end it. Um but I will say one of the most entertaining things this week to me was the Otis segment with the cucumber. Do you see how long that cucumber laid on his belly? It was if, fat guy, a fat guy, a chubby guy. That's tremendous. Like, it was hilarious. I'm like, is he going to go over the whole segment with this cucumber just laying on his belly? Because if that's the case, this is this is great. Like, I got a huge pop from that. Like, that, that's where you pop. It's hilarious. <laughs> and Maxine Dupree is great. She as a character, she's she's unreal. She's one of the best characters in the whole company. I don't know if she can wrestle a lick, but from a character standpoint, she she checks all those boxes. So I'm not I'm not mad at on that at all. Um I just don't know. If Otis is going to get back to, or Otis, back to that height of like him and Mandy, whenever the crowd was just nonstop behind him. I mean, but it, it was, I don't think it was expected to be anything other than just like, I wasn't expecting him to be like a champ or anything. No, I'm not saying he oh, was just like the levels of it. Okay. But just, yeah, I just mean, to that. They were, they're popping for him a bit. We'll see. Um, any jabronis of the week this week? Yes. <laughs> there were there were there were several to choose from. 
But oh, before we get to Jabronis, Dominic and Ray. Mm-hmm. It, it happened last night. We got the punch. Gonna get the match. Did it deliver? No. I wanted that the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> did. I saw it last night. It delivered, but I wanted it at the Hall of Fame. <laughs> it, you know, I thought Michael Cole's call of it was great. Um, but, yeah, I just I wanted it to be at the Hall of Fame. I did I did enjoy Dom's reasoning on Monday night was, oh, I'll just go ask Mom. <laughs> and I thought that <laughs> fits so well in yeah. his character. From You know and, what I mean? Like, and that's what he did. Yeah, and he went as well. Like it was just, I was like, "Oh, this is great." Like, yeah, like he had like super little moments in it. Like when he was like, uh, "You said you're gonna buy me a car, but you give me the one I want." Like stupid stuff. Yeah, like you, yeah. you bought me a BMW, but all my friends were driving Mercedes. And it's like, okay, <laughs> like, yeah. So, but no, I. And apparently, this feud. Or this storyline with Dominic has rejuvenated Ray because they were talking about him having his retirement match, which we brought up on the show. Um, you know, is this a way to to send Ray off into the into the sunset with the swan song? Um, so, one little nugget I did hear from a rumor standpoint, which piques my interest, is rumored is that Santos Escobar is supposed to be in Ray's corner. Don't know why you need him in Ray's corner, but whatever for the match against Dominic. I'm like, okay. I asked so, that question you... a couple weeks ago that you know, everything that they were doing with Santos and in the group, it's just like where are they fitting in with us? Unless you have Dom, unless you have Dom leave Judgment Day and go join up with Legato. Well, that's a feud I wouldn't mind seeing. Mm-hmm. Legato and Judgment Day. You got Baller, you got Baller and Edge in the in the Hell in a Cell, and that let that be done. I saw people just having all types of excitement with themselves over Edge's promo on Monday. Um, I can't bind the demon anymore after the way the last time I saw him on screen. <laughs> like they killed it. Vince killed it. That was his whole goal with the demon. He didn't like the demon. He didn't get the demon. He didn't want the demon. He just wanted Finn Balor, and hell, he didn't even get Finn Balor. So he absolutely killed off the demon character, lost all the mystique and the the aura surrounding that character. I mean, he even screwed it up with the heartbeats whenever the demon came out for the freaking entrance music. So I don't know how they're going to bring it back to where I get as excited as I was whenever he first debuted in NXT. Hmm. I don't know. Lately, everything's just screaming Vince, and that's the that's that's the. I saw that. I saw several articles this week on that. Vince's fingerprints are all over creative. Yeah. If you don't think he's going to be back running the ship soon, you're not paying attention to the tea leaves. Apparently, they how can you not wrestler... be paying attention to the tea leaves for how shitty the program's been lately? Again. I, see, it's I haven't felt that right way. Back. Oh, it, for me, it's reverted right back to where it was. Mm. I have zero excitement for for WrestleMania right now. I don't. I mean, if you're not excited now, then next week's not going to grab you. No. Oh, There's I know. Nothing that they can do to grab you. 
There's no more go home shows. <laughs> yeah. Eight, especially whenever now it's WrestleMania SmackDown the night before. I haven't necessarily felt like Vince has been back with stuff. Um, but I can see where you can make that argument um, based on some of the decisions, the promos, the verbiage, words that aren't allowed to be said anymore going away. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Listen, we said it whenever Vince came back and forced his way back in. If you if you didn't think he was doing it just to sell the company, then you haven't followed the product for a number of years. Like you knew he was gonna get back in the helm at some point. Just a matter of when. Yeah. Or if it's even the best thing for WWE, because I I don't want a Vince. Um yeah, here, Mellow Braun fighting pretty. Day. Yeah, but see, hold on. I, if you, I didn't mind the way NXT did it on Tuesday night because they both called it out and called attention to it. Said, "Listen, we're not we're not going to get along. Mm-hmm. We're not going to coexist, right? But I need Mellow at his best. I want you at your best. So the best way for me to ensure that you get there and be 100% is for me to team up with you so I can protect the investment Mm -hmm. and have you show up at 100%. And I'm like, cool. You called it out. I know what you're doing, why you're doing it. You give me a logical reason. And you didn't have that come to blows moment. Right. That I didn't need. Yeah, I didn't need just because it's the like Oscar and Bianca. We got the can they coexist tag match, and it led to you know Oscar kicking Bianca and holding up the belt. I didn't care for that, but at least it put something into the match for me. It may be okay, maybe there's lines drawn, there's a heel, there's a face, there's something. But this one, are they trying to turn mellow face? Do you think? I don't know. I I saw Braun. I saw Braun and a and a couple other people. Braun, Cameron Grimes, and somebody else are going up. Are gonna are gonna be up. Okay. I saw so, Braun and Cameron. I didn't see anybody else. But those are two I saw. Okay. <clears throat> Wait and see. All right. So, what's your jabroni of the week? This is one that's been getting on me for a little bit. This week, I just was like, you know what? It's it's time. Um, over Tony Schiavone in AEW on, on the announce wow. table. Um, I, I don't think he, like it, it started kind of really hit me at the revolution pay-per-view. And then this week, uh, on, on dynamite, he, they were, it was whenever FTR came out and, you know, they, they laid it out there, you know, that you know, if they lose, they're gone. And, um, Excalibur says to him, Tony, what do you think about this? And his response was incredible. It's just like, that's the response if FTR loses the match. It's incredible. And then I guess someone, I don't know if someone said something to him, because then like he said another answer and played it down. Like, it was actually bad. I was like, he just, he doesn't get, doesn't deliver on commentary for me. And just like, I, I don't, I don't hate Tony Schiavone. Like, I think there's a, there's a reason to have him there, but 
I think I'd rather keep him in the ring for interviews than on on the commentary desk anymore. <clears throat> Shivani himself has said that he doesn't know how much longer he'll do what he's doing in his specific role now. Um, we've seen them, you know, kind of wind down Jr. Um, yeah. You know, he's out there for certain things, but. That's that's what he's there for, Nolan. Um, all right, so we got a Tony Schiavone for Jabroni of the week. Jay, you got a Jabroni this week? I don't have one, but I'll put me on there, man. That uh, <laughs> why. Monday I was um, Monday I was supposed to take my mom to work, and it was like around eleven or no, around ten forty. I was supposed she was going to come pick me up or pick me up so I could take her. So fell asleep doing raw. And she's texting me. She's outside. It's like 1040. She's calling. I'm not answering. Texting. I'm not answering. Next thing you know, I wake up to, whoa, Cody's music. So I jump out of bed, tweak my back again. This time the other side. Fuck myself up. I'm on the ground, laying on the floor, being serenaded. And my neck. My back. My, my back. Being <laughs> serenaded by the WWE universe. And you know, that's what I hate. Fans singing along, and I'm messing my sciatic now. <laughs> Guys, unbelievable. I, I didn't wake up to phone calls, but I woke up to Cody Rose music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an American nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think I had a Jabroni in pro wrestling this week. Yeah, no wrestling, I enjoyed it. I think that the the highs for me were were way more than the lows. Um, like I said, I, I thought there was great bell to bell stuff this week. Promo wise was great. Nothing really truly stuck out. Um, you know, as being so overtly bad <clears throat> or somebody being such a stooge that I had to call somebody out. I'm not going to continue to get on here every week and, and say the, the wrestling community as a whole, because, you know, you saw the stuff with uh, Rio. We saw Rhea Ripley with, with the whole signing stuff um, and her comments this week. Um, Stacy Keebler got back on Twitter and people were, throwing stuff out there at her. It was just like, I'm like, yeah, like, all right. But it's calling them out. Not, though. They know they're yeah. toxic and they don't care. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to continue to do that every week because that just doesn't make sense. Um, so, yeah, I, I I do not have a Jeroni this week. Um, we're going we're gonna to stick with all positivity this week. Uh, Mount Rushmore for me only. I had definitely had the way in there. I was going in the whole week like I'm putting Stokely in there. I enjoyed it for what it was. <laughs> Did you see the clip that they that they put out afterwards of him backstage after he lost? No. No. So they show him in the they show him walking in the back, right? And he's in the back. And um he just walks through a line of people on both sides, like how Vince used to do back in the day, right? And it's just Stokely just walking down, and there's just people lined up on both sides. It's, you know, the referees, production people, and then wrestlers. And 
People are laughing at him, pointing fingers, everything else, right? Then he gets to the end of the line, and Orange Cassidy's there, and he stops and looks at Satnam Singh, and all you hear is Orange Cassidy go, so did you win? (laughs) (laughs) He just shakes his head, and he keeps walking. But the best part of it was when he tweeted out the video of it, (laughs) he put, I know Rio's ass ain't laughing. Dot, dot, dot. And then I went back and rewatched it, and Rio's standing there holding her pipe, laughing. It was tremendous. <laughs> like, it's, like, that's entertaining. That's pro wrestling entertainment yeah. that I, I can get yeah. behind. Stokely's one of the best there is. Um, yeah, so I'm good there. So that's it for, for Bell to Bell this week. Mount Rushmore of the we week. Got a game. We had Vikingo and Omega. 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 Omega, Bell to Bell Wrestling, and Jay's was Solo Sokoa. Hit us up on social media. Let us know who's on your Mount Rushmore of the week. And if you got a jabroni, throw him out there as well. And then what do we got for the game this week? This is Jason. I just did on this day. Uh, On this day. uh, A little history lesson. March 20th, March 25th, 2020. uh, WrestleMania goes fanless and starts tonight wrestlemania so we we're going with now for the foreseeable future and then uh in 2002 or 2000 yeah 2002 the first draft ever took place i think so is this just a general history lesson or are we supposed those, to those are big moments. i'm like what do you what do you want to pick from that are you this was one of the things right on, on this day yeah i don't know I don't remember what we said when we set this up post-production. Me neither, but I'm talking about how we were going to break down this, this game and what You're we were like, going to do with it. Speak on it like, um, yes. I mean, you take take a look at that 2002, almost almost a year exactly to the day whenever they purchased WCW. Hmm. And that, just everything hmm. that came about in that year, you know, that was their plan going into even before they purchased WCW, but to do the draft and you know they just executed because of what the large roster was that they had and whether you like the draft or not and the brand split but wasn't this the yeah. one that took the rock and this is yep smackdown, you got yeah. smackdown and then was this also was that also the the drafting of triple h and then him saying i'm not working fridays and he moved back over to raw no or was no, that that was later Oh, that was around 2005 because that's whenever one night stand and Heyman cut the promo on yeah. JBL. The only reason why he was a champion mm-hmm. for so long is because Hunter didn't want to work Fridays, Tuesdays, <laughs> Tuesdays. Yeah, it's a tremendous line. The uh, Heyman, you know, the I think I think this one Triple H didn't get drafted because I think he was the champ. So at that time, yeah, it was, was just he was the one champ. champ, so he wasn't even drafted at that point. Yeah. Um, as a as a shoot, nobody knew where they were going or what was going to happen. Yeah. And I saw somebody else, I forget what wrestler it was, but it was in a recent interview. And they were talking about the draft. Um, and they asked them, you know, is it true that you guys don't know where you're going and what's going on? Was that? And they said that, that's 100% a shoot. Was that Bubba? Don't, I think it, it might have been Bubba. I think I, I think seen some Stone Cold's, one of Stone Cold's things. But yeah, it was, yeah, we don't. Nobody knows. They don't say they're not prepped ahead of time. Um, maybe one or two of the big names, but 
Nobody knows. So, like, when you're getting reactions, it's real, like, real reactions, which, you know, pulling the carton back and seeing, okay, it's actually a shoot and they don't really know what's happening um, is is a thing. Because I think he was talking about him and Bo- him and Devon whenever they got split up. Yeah. Like, they weren't told that they were splitting them up. And then I mean, that happened. was a shocker when it happened. Now, back then, it meant a lot. Does it Does it still hold up? I know it died down for a bit where you just didn't care. Yeah, they brought it back yeah. to a level where you care. I think that I think the draft, and we talked about this during our draft previews the last couple times mm-hmm. we did it. But me and Chris both said, you know, you got to change. You got to change something up with the draft because it to me it's run its course and it's mm-hmm. not. It's not the musty tune in event that it used to be. Yeah. Right. Now it feels like they're still taking like feuds. <clears throat> yeah, so, they're taking mm-hmm. feuds, a whole feud to switch together. Over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you know, you only see a couple picks on TV, everything else is done online. And I get it. You want to drive traffic to your website and everything else and see stuff follow out the next day with any quote unquote trades between the brands, like so I don't know if they'll do another draft or when they'll do another draft. Talks of that have died down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd actually got, be okay if they wouldn't do like a full draft. Like I, I didn't mind whenever they did like the lottery, like where there was like only so many. Because like the past couple of years, it's like so many of the rosters stayed the same. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you're just doing it to do it, you know. Where like whenever I didn't, I'd rather just do like one night but like whenever they actually did the couple year like where it was every week for like a month or something you know you were getting a pick on each show but if you did like one show and picked like five to ten talents to switch i'd be okay with that like shake like actually shake it up because then you're not worried about like the the jobbers really you know you're, you're focusing more on the main talent and then if they wanted to do something with some of the smaller talent that's fine too but focus on the main talent for the draft and I, I don't know. I don't know how many, like before, it was exciting because you had the 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 fresh matchups and everything else. Like when Cena got drafted to Raw, he was solely only on SmackDown. When he got drafted to Raw, it was like, oh shit, he's yeah. on Raw, mm-hmm. so he's gonna wrestle. You know, Hunter Jericho. Like you ran down a list and was like, "Yo, I can't wait to watch these matchups." Where now, more recent time, they, you know, they cross brands, they do everything else, and majority of the stars, stars that are in WWE have been there so long, but they've wrestled one another at some point in time. So mm-hmm. that freshness isn't there to get those matchup scenarios where. You're seeing a draft where I where I will say a draft would be spectacular, and this would be some time. But if you have an AEW ROH draft, I, that would be interesting. They could use it. Mm-hmm. But this is you know I'm I'm hoping after mm-hmm. SuperCard of Honor the rosters split and they're set in their ways. AEW talents on AEW ROH talents on ROH. Have some time go by, and then if you want to spring something and and have some type of draft or 
you know, relegation's not the right word, like how they have in European soccer, where, you know, if you finish in the bottom four, you get relegated down <clears> the top four in the lower division, come up. Like, but I feel like there's something there that you can do that would make it interesting from that standpoint. Now, what would you think of a NXT draft? Like Raw just Smack- NXT, just using NXT or yeah, like Raw, and Raw Smackdown, 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 three or four. Yeah, Raw I was gonna Smackdown. say they'd have to be limited on what they yeah. how many they could take, but two to three, yeah. three to four each uh, each episode or each brand. Yeah, that'd be some refreshing. Mm-hmm. Does that eliminate It'd be like an actual draft? Yeah. <laughs> well, what would you rather see? Would you rather see a draft? For them to get picked for the surprise, or like a surprise appearance of them just showing up on Raw or SmackDown. Mm, well, there's a way to make like that debut. And... There's a way to make each one exciting. Yeah, it depends on who has the name. I think. So, like, if you're doing where, like, we've seen Apollo Cruz, and even with Johnny Gargano, even though I don't think Johnny Gargano is staying in NXT, but if you had that type of scenario where like some of your bigger name mid card guys in WWE would go down to NXT for a, a while. Like, you know, if you're drafting, okay, I'm rock raw gets Braun breaker. It's like, Oh shit. Okay. Smackdown takes Grayson Waller. Wow. All right. What's up, Kenny? NXT. NXT takes your NXT takes. Oh, so you put NXT in too? Yeah, to Tommaso Champa, like Hmm. just to just to alternate, like because then you can keep it fresh, Mm -hmm. right? That might be what they do, pro. (laughs) That's for yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, some something interesting there. Fantasy booking. Um, as we do from time to time on the show. So, all right. Anything else? Nope. All right. Getting into final thoughts for the week. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning into the Dumb Marks podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please rate the show on Spotify or wherever you listen to us. Make sure you tune in for One Gotta Go every Tuesday and Drink of the Week every Thursday on all our social media channels. Keep in touch in the comments, social media, or email us at dumbmarkspod at gmail.com. If you're watching this, you see our social media accounts on screen right now. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and comment on our accounts at dumbmarkspod. For all the links and more, visit dumbmarkspod.com. And of course, gotta plug the merch. Head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash DumbMarksPod to purchase our merch. And when you do, we will give you a shout-out live on air. What the hell is that? What is that? <laughs> what is that bullshit? You phoning in the you phoning in the end of the show <laughs> now? Like, this is spitting. <laughs> I might be taking some time off, so I had to. <laughs> this guy, I, this is unbelievable. No, no mention, no nothing. I'm sitting here, I'm pulling up my phone to look through, make sure there's you know no notes or nothing that I have that I may have missed during the, the regular portion of the show to to drop in final thoughts and then i hear this freaking voice come on and i'm like what the hell and i look up and 
this mother bleeper tape like because his mouth ain't moving. Yep. <laughs> Upgrade the production. You gotta you gotta bring the energy if you're gonna do that. You better go back in the booth and re-record that. That's not a one mic. Um, you know, that's that's not a JV, that's not a Jay-Z God did verse where you can just drop the mic and walk off. You gotta go back in the studio, replay that. This guy's unbelievable, man. Hey, hit us up on social media and tell us how much you want to bury Chris for doing that to the show. Oh, here we go. Of how course, many? the tag team partner. Very professional, Chris. Appreciate it, bro. All right. Uh, one thing I did want to touch on, um, harkening back to the Vikingo Omega match, um, viewership for that match, right? So... 930 to 945, 965,000 viewers tuned in, 461,018 to 49 demo, 945 to 10, 969,000 viewers with 455 in the 18 to 49 demo. So honestly, this didn't impress me at all. It's there, it's isn't it like normal for them. If you look at the quarter, if you look at the quarter hours, I don't think those numbers are that high on the quarter hour aspect. I mean, I don't go through like their quarter hours every week, but I mean, I didn't think that the ratings were anything. That's been higher than what they've drawn for an entire show over the last couple of weeks. I mean, it's not bad rating, but okay. <laughs> I mean, if you were, it's an average rating for them, right? Like nine hundred thousand viewers like that's average for them um yeah all right i'm off this you you ruined it you, it's, <laughs> you ruined it with your freaking pre-recorded outro uh, and, no, uh, you, you ruined it by uh, bringing I, no, mediocrity into it, it. No, that's what you did it. that's what you uh, did with that yeah your yeah. your media your monotone voice put me to sleep <laughs> while you were plugging the plugging the shit um slam balls coming back no, I don't know if you got. No, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. No. That should have been my journey. If you were out in the streets, you were out in the streets after more than twenty years. Slam balls officially returning in July with a six-week regular season and a one-week playoff in Vegas. I am so hyped for this. That was my I love Slam Ball on Spike. Shit was trash. You're crazy. Shit was trash. Look. You can't stand up without throwing your back out. I understand you, you ain't going to get on the trampoline and play basketball, right? We know what happens when we were on the trampoline the last time. Yeah. I got the bronze. <laughs> yeah. Your slam ball is unbelievable. I'll check it out, but I, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be something I'll, I'll watch every week again. What do you do? I'm a slam ball professional player. <laughs> hey, is, if it Who's pays picking it up? Because um, that was a spike thing. Probably TNT. Yeah, it's not Spike. Um, Is it Paramount I f- or no? I forget. I didn't. I closed. I closed out of my Twitter. Hold on. Um, don't want Twitter blue. You're not getting eight dollars from me, Elon. Um, it's all Facebook's doing that shit now too. So as part of as as part of Slam Ball's return. Um, they got an eleven million dollar funding investment, a funding round from investors. Uh, I don't care about oh, 
Blake Griffin, Gary Vornak, Mike Rubin. Okay, there's some names in this. All right. Um, you got me digging into the article now and everything else. <laughs> I have to read the article a lot. On no, I'm not reading it on there. I'm, I'm scrolling to see. Scrolling to see where. I don't fight TV. We can look it up afterwards. It's all good. Uh, on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. It's trash anyway. They might not even pick the TV yet. So nothing yet. Nothing yet as far as where what platform it'll be on. Um, but I'm excited for it. I'll, I'm going to tune in and watch Slam Ball. And it's in the middle of July. Like there's there's nothing going on. I'm not watching baseball. That's for damn sure. Um, but yeah. So you'll you'll catch you'll catch me watching Slam Ball. Um, all right. Anything else? Final thoughts. Nope. All right. This week's quote of the week comes from the the late great Maya Angelou. Every storm runs out of rain. Every storm runs out of rain. And with that, thanks for tuning in each and every week. We love you guys. Thanks for rocking with us as always. Again, pay attention to the socials. We got a lot of big news and announcements dropping this week for uh, WrestleMania week. Um, you'll be seeing your boys a lot, so get ready, stay tuned. And with that being said, I'm a Mark, you're a Mark, tell Mark. And until next time, y'all can catch us around the way.